Hey everyone, welcome to the Zoom In Zoom Out podcast, a place where we discuss perspective, where we discuss failures and setbacks, and how people can learn from their failures on their way to achieve success. My name is Parth Bihani, and I'm joined with my co-hosts Akash Vikram Shroff and Arihan Chaudhary. And being three extremely underqualified students ourselves, we've got some incredible guests to join us, like today's Arnab Chatterjee. Thank you so much for that introduction, Parth. Today, like Parth mentioned, joining us is Arnab Chatterjee. Arnab is a 21-year-old film student and award-winning filmmaker at the Met Film School in London. He has won 39 international awards for his filmmaking that include the Indie Fest at LA, the Best Shots at LA, and multiple other awards across different places like New York, Texas, and London. He was acclaimed as the best global young filmmaker of the year in 2018 and has been regarded as the best young filmmaker in India by Times of India. His recent work in John Mudan, his film with Somitra Chatterjee, a Bengali cinema legend, got him covered by Filmfare, Calcutta Times, Bombay Times, and many other publications in India. We are so grateful to have you Arnab. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? My pleasure. Hi everybody. <laughs> so Arnab before we get into just asking you about specific films and specific instances in your life, I think all of us are really curious about how you got into filmmaking. because in india filmmaking isn't a very conventional career line and it isn't as popular as others so what pushed you to get into filmmaking this is a uh, prototype question i've been getting ever since i started getting a claims the my films uh, i it was sometime in 2008 or 2009 probably 2008 when i had attended a, a family function sort of a thing and i had seen random people making videos of the event and i just thought you know this is not as interesting as it could have been and then i used to watch movies as well where i used to question how the sequence of events are taking place and everything so I, that intrigued me and no, wanting to know what goes behind uh, when we watch a film and then i said uh, in those times youtube was the only access to on to internet content so i used to search for behind the scenes of other movies and i used to try finding out like if there's a random shooting happening somewhere i used to try just getting my hands on to that and seeing people i used to watch interviews of directors and actors where they're talking about how they made the film um and everything and then i felt it was really you know different from what i or rather we have collectively been doing at that age of like 8 or 9 so i thought could give it a shot but at the same time i was not i mean i want i started making movies not movies but like videos but my passion for profession happened much later like when i was i think 13 or something when i decided i want to want to be a film maker by profession before that i wanted to be a cricketer so yeah <laughs> wow yeah that that's that's still quite a young age to figure out what you wanted to do as a prof- yeah i was like from from 8 i was like much later i decided and then i'm like no, 13 i decided yeah <laughs> i think at some yeah. point yeah. i i think at some point every young indian wants to be a cricketer and then you yeah, slowly exactly, start yeah. deciding <laughs> yeah. what you actually no, want to do no i used to play cricket uh, i used to play cricket to a certain level in school and then a bit of state but then no everyone was rushing after it so i was like no point let's do something different and So yeah, yeah, that's how filmmaking yeah. happened. Yeah, but that that's also really cool about how 
you got into filmmaking just like exploring behind the scenes and just being curious about how to make films better so how yes. were your early films like how did they go were they successes oh, failures what you no so when i started off at age obviously the films were not for public consumption they were just made for ex- uh, experimentation and anything so i said i just uh, you know brought some of my uh, friends from my area from my colony and i said you know what today let's not play cricket or football let's just make a film and they were all like what <laughs> but we i i forced them nobody was convinced that we could actually make a film but i forced them to sort of uh, being on camera which was a which is the biggest task to get someone you know like you can ask a person to hold a camera or do whatever but on camera no one is ready to be so i convinced all of them yeah. then so i made a few vi- i won't call them movies but like a few edited <laughs> videos and for like a year and then i convinced my school friends in lamatnia you know that my classmates that you know let's let's do this and i had this one friend who was very enthusiastic about it so he agreed and then because we got two or three then some others came in so every friday after school we used to go to this friend's place who had a huge house and on the second floor of that house we used to shoot because no so that no nobody got to know in the house family and everybody <laughs> that we are actually shooting a film my parents had no idea we were shooting movies whatever and this went on for like a good 2 3 years till i was around in class in 6 or 7 which is like when i was 10 which is 11 or 12 so like for good 3 4 years i was making films undercover nobody knew i was making films just to get friends and only like my classmates used to watch them then in, when i was uh 13 12 that year 2012 i decided to open a youtube channel and sort of showcase my work cuz before that i was not confident enough as to how people would take all the like 99% of the people anyway say bullshit because you don't expect it well you don't to make movies so to speak so then i decided i've had enough of practice for like 3 4 years let's put some stuff out <laughs> So and then I needed a banner because I was like you can't just randomly start right so I need a fancy name so then I opened my production house L- later I opened it legally but first few months I just had the name and everything and yeah so that's how things started up You know I really find that very interesting your switch from making like videos to like short films with your friends in like school like from your colony to your school but yeah and then uh, feature- I'm really interested Uh I'm really interested in knowing how you made the switch from like just making like short videos or films for YouTube and then winning all these awards still at a very young age. Uh and for for like the general public and like our listeners and me I think 13 is also very young. So could you tell us yeah. a little bit about how you No, I didn't win my award uh, in 13. I'm 13 now. Won <laughs> later but uh, 13 was when so, I decided uh, to was... pursue it seriously. Yeah. I opened my production so, How was it? Yeah. So, so when you were applying, uh, I'm I'm assuming that you applied, started applying for film festivals, uh, and stuff. Later, when, when I was no, 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 not at all. I didn't even know that I could go to a film festival at thirty. I was just making films because I wanted to, and pe- oh. people around me they were sort of enjoying watching my stuff a bit. So I was I was getting motivated by like my friends, and it was in two thousand. 14 no 2015 was when this teacher of mine in school she asked me that you know uh, we are having this children's film festival in hyderabad why don't you because you are so you know and into all of this why don't you send your films there 
uh, we can send it through our school, like as a school entry. And I was on, like on top of the world. I was like, this is it. Like I'm gonna be the next <laughs> Spielberg or something. <laughs> so yeah. So then they were like, my school was so excited about it. And if you, obviously at that age, all you want to do is make your school yeah. proud, right? Definitely. So I was like, everyone's yeah. gonna make play cricket or football or you know do quiz yeah. and debate. So Ming, I'm gonna make movies and make my school proud. So I'm I'm curious to know how your films did. Did you win your first award or now? Because to to like garner like thirty nine international awards, you need to start winning at a very early age. Yeah, I started. <laughs> I so exactly. Yeah, so I started. So no, I'll tell you how this gripped me. Was when I was eight, I first started shooting videos, right? And then, uh, like, once you have a bunch of videos, you want to put them together. So I started editing. Now the whole skill, knowledge of editing, and everything is very technical. You can't just know it. So I started experimenting with softwares and everything. And in those times, I used to have the very basic Windows Movie Maker and bullshit. So I used to put everything together. Then I saw, thought that might as well, you know, add some story or like some something which will keep the audience the audience hooked. So I started writing short, uh, like two three minute um, episodes. One you call it a story, but like just a thing of like a person coming and there's a conflict. I figured out very early that every story is gripping if it has some kind of conflict of any of any type. So everything I used to make used to have some episode of conflict. Which I used to work on, and even if the camera work is not great, editing is not great. If you have that one bit in it, in your video, it's gonna do well. So this is what led to me making movies in the subsequent years, and then uh, the awards happened much later, like six seven years down the line. So, so this is how I sort of improvise improv improvise my skills in telling a story more than making a film. Yeah. I think that's really fascinating to hear about how, from even from the beginning, the focus was on telling the story rather yeah, than the yeah. end product. It's about taking the audience yeah. with you through a journey. And yeah, um, because see, technology is ever evolving. You can't yeah. focus on technology and be like, "I'm going to be a great filmmaker." Because today you might learn some technology. Within two years, it's going to be obsolete, and something new will come in. Like cameras, for example. I started making movies. Back then, when we didn't even have high definition, I used to shoot on SD standard definition. And before that, I have even shot. I think I'm the youngest filmmaker my generation who shot on film, film as in the oh, wow. the yeah. films. So even in film school, I have a flex. I say that back in the day, I've shot in film. <laughs> <laughs> People are just like, "What? How do you have access?" So I said, "Yeah, I used to just work my ass off to get something or the other." Uh, but yeah, all that started. Hmm. Um, so now we've spoken a little bit about how you got into it. We want to tackle one major failure that you told us about, which is your abandoned project, which was superlative. That there are uh, so many abandoned projects. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. this one in particular, because a lot of things for it, we think will be very interesting yeah. for our audience. So could you just yeah. tell us a little bit about what the project was? Yeah, so superlative. Superlative was something I started writing. I'm talking about superlative after so many years. It was a project I started writing, and I cast my classmates again because that was the only option in my hand at that point. So this was 2014, 
uh, after having been selected and uh, acclaimed in the Hyderabad, uh, the International Film Festival of India, which was for children uh, in Hyderabad. So I was very confident, and I said, "Let's make something slightly bigger." And this was the time I also told my father that you know I, I'm in, I'm interested in filmmaking. I need some money, <laughs> and he was like. <laughs> <Get lost. laughs> so, so I started editing for other people and got some money, <laughs> and then I put in all that money to this film. Not not a huge amount, obviously, but like at that point, it was a huge amount. So, and then I cast my friends. Story was looking very promising. I got like good twelve, fifteen actors on board. Got some technicians on board and everything. And then this was. Uh, this was 2014 end so like we were just graduating to our uh, 10 standard board boards year so like a very serious year for high school students okay so we shot for like a good 6 7 days and then we had a uh, you know you know parent teacher meeting in school like just before the the, the final results And over there, my class teacher—I don't want to name anybody—he <laughs> told everybody, uh, announced sort of that you know I am spoiling other students' minds by giving them hopes in the film industry and how it's completely del- how how I'm a delusional kid trying to think I'm some big shot filmmaker producer whatever and how others are buying my. Uh, bullshit and wanting to aspire—I mean, aspiring to be actors and filmmakers and anything—and how it doesn't work in real life. And so all, not all, but half the students, my uh, cast members, backed out because their parents dragged them out of the film, and uh, that film got stalled. But then people—I have been—I have been already promoting the film a bit, so everyone started asking me when is good, when is it going to come out, when is it going to come out. So I was. In such pressure, I had to make something else, like as an alternative to the film. So I made another film called Vertex Duo. It like I so the film got scrapped, and within I think three days I wrote this film, the the next film, the short film, and I think within a month, month and a half we shot it, and then we really like the entire thing happened in like three months. This is the fastest I've made a film at that time. Uh, three, two months, everything was done. Uh, yeah, so that was as a compensation for the unreleased uh, superlative. Two thousand fifteen end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's quite incredible about how your first film, like superlative, didn't work out and failed because of teachers and everyone. No, superlative, superlative wasn't my first film. It was like it was a comparatively lengthier short. Uh, the duration would have been around, I think, fifty uh, minutes ish. Because before that, I made two, three short films, and there was again, uh, as I mentioned, screen at Hyderabad and all that. But Superlative was a more ambitious project because obviously, with every success, you want to go higher, right? Like you want to do bigger and bigger. So Superlative at that point was my dream project. Like it, it was a thriller. It involved multiple locations. It involved a lot of fancy stuff for that age, like for a fifteen-year-old filmmaker. Yeah, it was a failure. We couldn't make it. Yeah. So, but so then, tell us a bit about how you made Vertex Duo into a success, like building up from that failure. Did you learn certain completely, things? That, that completely, completely unplanned. 
Yeah, so no, Vertex Duo was not motive. I mean, the only motivation behind Vertex Duo was the failure of Superlative. <laughs> so I was like, Superlative didn't work. Now I just have to make something or the other so that people who are waiting to watch Superlative would get to watch something. So the story was also like so random. I just decided, you know, it was sort of inspired by my own story. It was like a, a failure. So here I was a failure filmmaker, but there was a failure musician. who meets another failure musician and they come together and do something like not so failure worthy so so i was like you know like this is the, the the inspiration of the film i wrote the film in i think 3 days and then i just somehow patch, did a patchwork and released the film in december and also when we went so while making vertex row we were we went to hyderabad for the thing uh for the film festival in 2015 and over there my teacher uh, so i was the <laughs> so i was selected as the so there was another film another group which went from our school for the film festival they were seniors to me they were in uh, final year class 12 when i was in class 10 they were com- competing over there and i was in, invited as a in the part of, as part of the jury and but then this teacher of ours who went with us she was like because those guys won something probably like whatever she told me that you know you have to come to me you don't know how to make movies i'll help you become successful in life and all that and cut to one month later this fi- my film attack was released and it was getting responses so that was another motivation you know someone said to me openly in a film festival where i was part of jury that you don't know how to make movies you should come to me i'll teach you filmmaking so i was just like listen you can tell all this to me when we are in calcutta but in this auditorium in hyderabad i'm a jury member so you can't talk to jury members like this <laughs> De- definitely and i mean you had the ability that's why you were on the jury exactly so that's the whole that's the whole that's yeah. the whole point of the so of my estate. you brought a very interesting point up about how the um superlative not working out acted as motivation for vertex tour so yeah. i just want to ask yeah. you about in general when you're making movies and in life as well where do you think your motivation comes from is it like because of failure of other projects is it because of other people doubting your ability like this teacher or the desire to tell a story or is it a combination of all of them combination of all of that because every moment i want to tell some story or the other and when there's some inciting incident like oh you can't tell a story then you want to tell better stories or like more stories the the the, the want the the desire to tell stories is always there but when someone challenges you you know the, you take challenges in your uh, like foot so i'm like no if this is a challenge to me then of course i'm going to do it and not just in filmmaking in anything of course you guys have faced it too i'm i'm sure as someone says oh, you can't do it so you want to do it even more so that's how that that's the whole reason why i took filmmaking so seriously because i was adamant enough to prove to everyone around me that i'm going to do something in school in my school life uh, before i turn 18 which no one no one else in this field has ever done at least in our country so i was like you know let's not do cliche stuff like sports and academics or anything I have to prove to everybody that this is something which even at this age someone can do from our country where there's no support in this field like there's no film school for there's no structured film school at that point at that age or whatever so so that's a big motivation by itself wow that's 
yeah that's that's actually really cool about finding that desire to tell like show other people that you too can do something that's quite incredible yeah. um and obviously film making would be quite a time intensive project i mean from the really small school films that i've made or tried making even that takes quite a lot of time right so i'm guessing making like large scale production to take a lot of time so how do you figure out the whole time commitment and managing time especially before with school going on and in general yeah that up uh, so that's that's another episode altogether <laughs> i so first is time management the other is money management because filmmaking is an expensive job like if you want if you want good audience and if you want platform for the film you like you need to have many things working your way not just like time or talent you need a lot of things so time was basically i used to so we used to have classes monday to friday i used to shoot saturday sundays from 12 o'clock in the morning uh, no from 4 o'clock in the morning till 12 11:30 <laughs> 12 at night for saturdays and sundays and then mondays we used to have unit tests uh the class tests or like unit tests in school so from 8 o'clock in the morning we have to be present in the school for that so this is how my last two two and a half years of school went by like weekends work shoot at night sometimes party <laughs> clubs and then mornings you go to school so you manage everything yeah right? you you go to school you spend time with friends party and you work you make a career out of nowhere and like you work for other people also because you need money to make the films uh, because you can't expect yeah. your father to give you everything yeah. whatever so yeah. that was happening yeah um, it's it's yeah. it's honestly so interesting to understand your journey from like making videos to then films and then being featured at like hyderabad and then making vertex too but i'm also really interested in knowing about your first feature film that's unsaid that also won a lot of awards and specifically you used the the phrase money management i'm guessing that would have been a slightly expensive project because i've seen the movie and i'm sure slightly the production would have cost it extremely exp- <laughs> extremely expensive for that age i mean without with no production house backing you or anybody yeah i mean i we didn't so unsaid also happened just like that like it wasn't planned to be such a big film it just happened that because the script was sort of feature length i thought halfway down the shoot so the first half of unsaid is very like indie indian indie as in like very sim, like very rawly made like not so fancyly made and then a half way down the line i realized that this film has potential to sort of go and do something different which my other films haven't done because the film was looking pretty great in terms of like the whole uh, conceiving part of it so then i stopped filming for like 3 4 months 5 months started again accumulating money from here and there started approaching studios so that they partner with us nobody accepted it everybody was like you're a 16 year old whoever we don't even know you why do we partner with you what what's the project about so this struggle went on for like a good 5 6 months and then there was one studio in Calcutta who agreed to give us equipment and that too they were like why how do we trust you with the equipment it's so expensive it costs like thousand like crores in indian rupees so like thousands and uh, 100000 plus is a camera uh, on an average like a very basic setup so why do we trust you with so much money who are you so i was like i'm nobody you give me the camera for one day let me learn it and then if i succeed then i'm going to 
ticket for the film so this is how i started renting each and every equipment like lights cameras lenses sound equipment and then learning stuff at home before i made the film and once i got a basic idea of it then i hired some technicians from here and there and then sat gradually uh, sort of lifted the production scale and then we again resumed shoot after like 7 months i think yeah with a crew of 25 people 25 30 people yeah so this entire process seems very interesting and obviously difficult for someone who's only 16 having to go out and approach studios on their own and yeah go- i was wearing i used to wear shorts and go to like so <laughs> so the 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 getting studios on board is one thing but then once the studio was was on board then i had to get permissions from various places to shoot outdoors like if you want to shoot in the middle of the road you need permissions from like seven departments of like the government and the police and the army and everything. so i used to go to those offices in the most bizarre fashion and i used to not get access inside i used to not get entry uh, i i tried to get shots when i went to get my learner's license and they didn't let me and he was like no no learner's license wear pants and come back learner's license is still we all go through that process but getting permission to shoot say in the one of the busiest roads in calcutta you need to approach you need to write letters to this department and that seven departments per area you have to take permission oh. from this is nothing to do with filmmaking this is just plain logistics which i have to do pre shoot and this I, filmmaking i learned for like 6 7 years by myself but this was something i had no idea about so like i'm i'm printing letter heads for my company i'm getting some person you know send this letter then that letter then the after a month some letters coming back saying no you didn't write the the format was wrong and like you do it this way mm-hmm. then we'll send it to the other desk which will approve and then go to another so this process went on for like a good another 5 6 months uh, so yeah it was getting delayed yeah to shoot in september you have to start applying from february that you know oh, wow you it's a huge long challenge channel and so there was one episode i would like to share we were shooting for unsell the song sequence and we were shooting them so i was again very ambitious about unsell i was like i'm going to shoot like never before like no 16 year old kid in the world has shot in this scale the way i will shoot for unsell so i went all out i went in the middle of the river if you if you guys know in calcutta there's this is the ganges and there's howrah bridge which is a famous howrah bridge and i decided i'm going to shoot you know on the river with the howrah bridge as the background and like very fancy like stuff which only we've seen in proper movies so okay on paper it looks very amazing but to execute it so i started approaching like this i started googling you know which area is this <laughs> like under and everything all kinds of answers i'm getting to approach the police then i found out that okay the the roads for the roads you need permission from like the land custodian is the indian army so you permission from the indian army the traffic is police so there's traffic police the ba- the the bank of the river is under the calcutta port trust the port authorities okay and then the the on the river is the pwd which is the public works development they operate the boats and the the ferries and everything and the for the river you need special permission from river traffic which is a different kind of river traffic police 
and ha you can just shoot half the river because the other half is howrah which is a different city or like a different town altogether so you so so while shooting they put a rope in the middle of the water that you can't cross your boats like your crew beyond that because you need permission from howrah if you go that side they are going to charge a fine against you and your shooting will be scrapped okay now now not over so we got permission from all of them okay individually i ticked off okay Uh, Indian Army. I went to the Indian Army headquarters in shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> like you can't, you can't enter here. This is who are you? Like what problem do you have in life that you are entering Indian Army headquarters? I'm, no, no, no. I'm just shooting a film. There's no problem in my life. <laughs> like no, you. So I went out. Then anyway, we got permission from everybody. Now on the day of shoot, we arrive at on location. We're like a group of like forty, fifty people from everywhere. Lavatnia students, some crew here and there. and we are so we are taking all the heavy equipment you know the cr- we should we have cranes and huge lights and reflectors and generator vans and makeup vans everything all parked everything on permission okay so now my camera department they are carrying the cameras and the cranes on the on one of the uh, the what do you call it the steamers we booked like launches or like yachts small yachts we booked we booked to one for the crew, like the actors and one for us the crew So we are putting them on it, and we are using a. You have to walk through a jetty. You know what's a jetty? You have to cross a jetty to get on the thing, yeah. which like yeah. floats on water, which is tied to the bank. So now people come and stop us. Like you can't cross the jetty. Why? Because you've taken permission of the land, permission of the of the bank. Permission of the water, but yacht, but you haven't taken permission on the jetty. <laughs> the jetty belongs to another department, <laughs> which the office is not even in Calcutta. It's somewhere else in Bengal. Okay, so you can't use this jetty. You have to use another jetty. I'm like, no, we don't have permission of any jetty. Then you can't shoot. <laughs> you can't shoot. <laughs> so for forty five, fifty minutes, we were stranded over there, and then you're like, no, we are Indians. We're like, कर दो, कर दो. Like, कितना, कितना चाहिए. So eventually the guys agreed to sort of take like whatever like bribes and everything. So we bribed them, and when they took the bribe, they were like, "We didn't take bribe. You know, we didn't see you. You're you're shooting with with like without our involvement. Shoot. We give you like two three hours shoot, and then just leave without even meeting us. You have to leave. Oh, wow. Okay. So good one hour wasted on that, and then we put our crew inside uh, on the jetties, and then we started shooting. Oh, wow. So these are things which are like completely unrelated to filmmaking, but we have to do in order to make a film. Yeah, and I'm sure that's there in a lot of industries, but um, especially yeah, I'm with sure. this, yeah. and with the entire process that you're now trying to do of expanding ACG production into ACG entertainment, making a full yeah, entertainment yeah. suite. How is it that? Say then a sixteen-year-old and now a twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old can get themselves taken seriously in this business world, um, while you're trying to undertake a project of this size. Yeah. So this idea. Yeah, especially in India, with <laughs> tons of people trying to block you. No. So when I was, I think. I decided this uh, just after making my last short film, uh, John Mudan. I was eighteen, and then when the film was shaping up, like it was in the editing uh, suite, so we were cutting the film together, and I thought that this film looks good. Like story is still subjective. You might like it, someone might not like it, but like look wise, it's looking pretty good. So if we can create content, like not just my under my direction, but like other people, if I 
other directors if I get under my banner and we so we can expand my production house into like a proper scale production banner which is not just producing my own movies so so maybe not so much like particular content but like just getting young filmmakers on board and expanding their work as well so they also get a platform I get to expand the company I make I might make a bit of money and then produce bigger movies but for myself this was the basic idea uh, for expansion then in 2019 mid 2019 before moving to london i got a deal with uh, first i was i was getting a deal with viacom and then uh, it was a big thing for at that point because they wanted to uh, distribute john john was in the film and then logistic some things didn't work out so that, that deal fell flat then i got a deal from z um they offered a pretty decent deal and they came on board as distributors for the film and so then i was like okay now maybe the whole expansion idea can take place now that we have proper distributors who do big scale movies in india as well as abroad so then i spoke to them they said yeah why not so then it was a production distribution deal which we got then we make movies and they're going to distribute and then like maybe a three film contract is a good one so that way we keep proceeding so john bodin becomes the first project and then two subsequent ones by 2025ish something like that and so this was the motive the motivation behind business expansion beyond movies because i don't want to uh, sort of uh, limit myself to direction or the creative aspects i i want to expand my production house uh, for business as well uh, because mm. i mean that that way it keeps rolling more and then you have more work yeah, for other people as well because yeah. if you're doing good for yourself might as well help others also come in, uh, and do good stuff so yes so uh, so up until uh, unsaid i think you said that you'd been making movies with your friends in school and john mudin which is your last film uh, you were working with somitra chatji who's a really well renowned actor in the bengali film industry so how's your transition from working with uh, your friends to such a huge actor in the industry yeah so just like i said unset was not planned it happened i mean first half of the film was like a very loose indie then i increased the scale of, of the film went big and then it received a was anything which was completely like, we had no game plan behind it so when that happened i was like okay now what's next something even bigger <laughs> so yeah, let's start work, working with professionals and by that time school was over so all my high school friends were like gone to college and everything so i didn't have actors also to cast so i was like that's it i've worked with uh, my school friends for 7 8 years and they have done more than what they could because none of them are aspiring actors directors they did because we are friends and we're just fun and games but now is getting serious you know you're putting in so much money you can't take amateur uh, people just because they are fr- friends and you know they are enjoying it but i am making the film i'm doing everything so might as well make it justice to the money that you're putting in also yeah exactly so and it's being seen by so many people i mean unsaid happened it so happened that i was 16 so it was globally acclaimed at that age nobody else has made that kind of a film before but then i i can't do that again and again i have to get people yeah. proper people on board so i was like if i am in calcutta you start recruiting 
advantage was that Calcutta has a very prom- very big film industry by itself. So I started approaching actors there, and I had a script for this very uh, legendary actor, Swamitra Chatterjee, who's not my relative. <laughs> People think he's my relative. <laughs> That's why he did my film and nepotism. He's not my he's not my relative or anything. It took me three four months for to get him on board. Uh, get manager and this all of that, but um, I I sort of chased him down. Then I eventually met him and then convinced him. He had heard of me. He said he said that he had heard of my film. Wow. He hadn't w- watched my work, but he had heard of me uh, through wow. the media and everything. And he said, "Yeah, but I've heard of you. But why should I work with you?" <laughs> Straight away, he asked. So I was like, "No, you don't have to work with me. You can just see my work a bit and then read my script and then decide." And then he said, "Okay, fine." So I gave him the script of John Wooden. I gave him a DVD of Unsaid, and I said, "This is the homework you have to do before you sign my film." And he, he was very intrigued and impressed by the way I talk and everything. Probably, <laughs> so he was like, "Okay, give me like two weeks." Oh no, give me one week. I said, "Cool." One month went by. He never responded. Nothing happened. So I was now. I was like, "What to do now?" Uh, so then I again by that time I had his number so I was like should I text him should I call him what to do then I texted him then, hi sir I'm Arnab I met you last month regarding this short film no reply nothing I'm like okay fine he's eighty plus he might not know how to send a text <laughs> so I called him up <laughs> I called him up I was like hi um do you remember me like he's like huh. <laughs> I'm like I'm Arna. I spoke to you, like, whatever. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, huh? It was very like way he completely forgot about me. So I was like, no, this is not happening. I have to go and meet him. Then I went to his house. He was not at home. The person asked me to wait for ten minutes, which ended up like an hour. And then he came, and then he rushed to his study where I met him. And he's like, oh, you've come? I said, yeah, I called you yesterday. He's like, huh? When did you call me? I said, I called you yesterday. I spoke to him. He's like, no, you didn't call me. And he started arguing with me that I called. Him. I I didn't call him. But anyway, then he sat and I asked him, "Have did you read my scripts and everything?" And he's like, "What scripts?" He completely forgot I gave him scripts and everything. So then I narrated the script to him. And this is the thing, and he said, "This is interesting. Um, uh, you have made the film unsaid, right?" I said, "Yeah, you remember unsaid?" I said, "No, I haven't watched it. I read it in the papers." So I said okay, fine. So like okay, how old are you? I said um at that point I was seventeen. Uh, I said I'm seventeen, eighteen. Like, huh? I said I'm seventeen, eighteen. Then you no response, poker face. So okay, that I'm thinking is this a no? Is this a no? Every two minutes I'm like no, now you're not do the film. I'll have to look for some other actor. And then I said okay, fine. Give me like the weekend. This was a Friday. I said give me a week the weekend. I'll he'll, I'll get back to you. So then I go back home again on Sunday. I was so adamant. I was like, "Will he call me? Will he?" Whatever. Then I called him again, and I asked him, "Are you like, what do you want to do?" Then he said, "Oh yeah, uh, you go ahead with the." Then I told him I actually gave him a sort of an ultimatum because I was get, losing my patience. I was like, "Sir, like, I really want to work with you. Uh, this script I wrote, keeping you in mind. So this is the film is about you." If you don't do the film, I might as well make some other film because I can't imagine someone else in this role like than you. So he was like, no, no, no. I, I, I like the concept and the script and everything. 
you do one thing do you have dialogues written i said no but if you tell me if you say yes then i'll do everything uh, accordingly i don't want to unnecessarily write something which you which you won't end up doing so i didn't write so okay fine you start writing the dialogues so i said so what does it mean are you doing the film they like yes why else will i tell you to write the dialogues and i'm like so you're doing the film <laughs> they like yeah i'm doing the film and then i was like okay but <laughs> so then i started writing the dialogues i discussed the call and i said right writing the dialogues i finished it's a short film so it took like Three days to do the dialogues, and then I went to his house. I gave him the dialogues, and within I think a month we started shooting. So this is how he came on board. So once he came on board, I got the other actors in forty-eight hours, because he's such a he was such a big name. Yeah. Uh, he is the he was actually India's only Academy Award-winning filmmaker's lead leading actor, uh, Satyajit Ray. If you guys have heard of him, yeah. So so he has acted in all of. The Ray. Uh, recently, there's a film called there's a series on Netflix called Ray. If you know about it, so that's uh, Satyajit Ray's short stories. So it was Shomit Chatterjee who used to act in all his movies. So when he came wow, on board, wow. I got all the other actors and movies. Wow. Yeah, that, that's kind of a cool story about persisting and going after it again and again. Yeah. So so here's the, the thing. Work. Before I met him, I was like, oh, I'm I'm the youngest acclaimed filmmaker in India. I have like you know. Uh, a cloud in LA and a cloud in uh, New York and you know uh, <laughs> I was so proud about myself and then this guy this very elderly gentleman uh, was like no I mean yeah I've heard of you but why should I work with you <laughs> so so then I was like no I should work on myself more and then eventually came on board and then I remember on the first day of shoot when we were doing the mahurat so before we start start a film we do a mahurat you It's sort of a the crew members they want to do a sort of a small uh, thing, so we we crack a coconut <laughs> on set, so we did that. And he was present for it, and he said, um, "This is." He told me that you know, the the senior most filmmaker I've worked with is Satyajit Ray, and the junior most filmmaker I'm working with is you, and this happened within a span of sixty odd years in my career. So how do you feel? And I'm like, boy, I'm just starting the film. Don't make me like be so pressurized. I mess it up completely. And then he was laughing and everything, and it was fun shooting with him. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about talk about being pressurized. Do you do you ever feel sort of an imposter syndrome with like such big names, such accomplished people who are a lot older than you are? Did you ever? Yeah, of course. Like, like, whenever I'm on set, in the last couple of films, I. I've been the younger, I've uh, been the youngest on set and the director. So like even, let alone big actors, even giving direction to a crew member who's like double your age or triple your age, and he is calling you sir, and you know what do we do? And even though I'm his son or grandson's age, I'm like, uh, so I, you always get intimidated by anything happening on set because. like film set is like a dream in many ways like right? because we are in the business of selling dreams so being on a film set is like wow what's happening so even now when i walk into a film set i feel even if it's not my own film i feel oh like wow like big cameras actors sitting there there's lights there's everything which is like which is a an image we create on screen for people to watch So it's a big task, and of course, if you have well-known names who are like famous people or like accomplished people, it's a pressure. Especially if it's your own film, you feel that out of all the people in the world, this this person, giant of a star or a whatever, it has decided to work with you. 
then you feel privileged you feel humble you feel uh, yes. every like you feel it's it's like it's like you no it's like it's a high you get like it's a career high you get when you work with people big people who are respect and when they respect you there's not there's no better feeling in the world than when an accomplished person says yeah. like you're doing a good job he doesn't even Definitely. need to say like a very fancy words but you just need to say needs to say that you know you're doing a good job yeah. that itself is like more than any award you could ever achieve De- definitely yeah. and i mean just the fact that they're working with you means that you de- do deserve yeah. to yeah you did a good job yeah like shomil so chaji for example exactly. he never he never vocally expressed that oh you are a great filmmaker or i see like satyajit ray's image in you and he was never such he never he's not used to flattering people at all but he do like when we wrapped up on the last day of shoot i asked him that were you comfortable making the film how was it he like I enjoyed the process of working with you and yeah so that is self and then the other crew members were telling me you know this actor this very senior actor he spends 2 to 3 hours a day on set if he comes with you he is short for 10 hours 11 oh, hours and he yeah. will never tell you all this but we are telling you because we've been working with him for the last 20 years we know him he comes on set at 12 o'clock leaves by 2 o'clock after doing three or four shots with you he is giving you the respect and working for 10 hours at the age of 83 so so yeah. what else do you want in life like he will not tell you oh, you're so, you're a great filmmaker but he is indirectly doing it for you so yeah. i was like wow <laughs> i could not get better experience in a film school or anything than working with him or people like him on set it's a repair irreplaceable experience yeah and that that's a that entire process sounds so wonderful but now moving slightly away from that for the benefit of our audience who might not be as qualified as you are and fall in the same category as the three of us um what are your guilty pleasures what do you like doing to just unwind completely well last year and a half two years i've been just unwinding i haven't been working <laughs> writing i'm in london i'm in a, i this is what i told myself and my the close friends and family then before moving to london I'm like i've worked a lot uh, for the last what 7 8 10 years even though it feels like oh, I'm, talk- i'm doing big talk because like i'm just 18 <laughs> 19 when i moved out and worked a lot for 10 years like what <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah like i was like i've been working so hard so that you know at this age at 18 19 i am i reach somewhere or the other i don't want to be like i want to be a, i'm a huge person or anything but somewhere which is noteworthy so might as well now spend a year two years unwinding and just chilling and making friends and being leading a relaxed life before i can get back to work and for me uni was the only option you know in uni you be a student in london nobody knows you nobody cares about you you have no no uh, impression like no image to put up which i have to in india uh, so here like my classmates know about my work they've read about me but it's not like you know like i have to yeah uh, you know maintain something i i can be much more relaxed here but sometimes in college i with because people know about my past work and everything they ask me stuff but in india the whole atmosphere yeah. is very different nice. yeah yeah so, so what That's i really what nice i do thing. hmm yeah Yeah. You ask me what I do, right? To unwind. What do I do? <laughs> At this point, I just I mostly nowadays I start writing again. I'm writing three scripts. So that's the best kind of unwinding. You do productive stuff, 
but at the same time you are un- it's far more relaxed film making is very stressful but writing is very relaxing you can write at your own pace oh, wow. you're not accountable to anybody you can write whatever like film making is all about execution so you have to keep everything in mind how would you pull this off how would yeah. you pull that off but on your scripting stage you can do wonders because you don't have the pressure of putting it on screen right yeah. you have to just flow you know go with the flow write whatever do sci-fi do crime do anything be a criminal one day be a doctor the other day be a <laughs> cricketer the other day you can do anything on paper so that's what i've been doing yeah, that's unwinding yeah yeah it's been so incredibly interesting to understand your journey <clears throat> or your 10 year long journey of uh, more than 10 years actually of making films uh, shifting from like wanting to be a cricketer to being an incredibly successful filmmaker at such a young age uh do you have any parting message or anything that you learned in your life uh for our audience the best thing that i've learned in life is and i'm sure other people would also <clears throat> go through the same as that never be overwhelmed by your success or broken by your failure because nothing is permanent i mean you might be on top today but might not be tomorrow so your aim in life is to be to sustain wherever you want to be and another thing is success doesn't come overnight so like hard, without hard work there's no success I mean, you might get somewhere but to hold that position you need to put in everything you have and you only live once so might as well do it and <laughs> so whatever it requires you to reach wherever you want to reach at any field any platform any profession you have to pursue it with hard work and at the same time like something which i regret i mean not fully regret because i enjoy where i am today but like my child like when i was from 8 9 11 till about 18 i spent so much time on just my career and everything that certain on a personal level i suffered because you know uh, the friends which i made like family relations those were not so strong uh, compared to how i was focused with my career so that's very important you know no matter how far you go you have to have trustworthy people around you which i think yeah. i kind of lack so yeah. so you have to judge people who are coming to support you because most of the people will support you because you're successful not because you are you so you have to yeah. screen people this is another <laughs> parting message i think yeah. be better of people who are nice to you Thank you so much for speaking to us Arnab uh, for all of our listeners we'll have the links to all the movies of Arnab all his things that he's made as well as his website ACG Entertainment please keep an eye out for John Madden I hope that it comes out soon And John Madden is coming on Z5 John I'm going to plug John Madden John Madden yes, coming please. on Z5 very soon uh, I don't yet have a date but I just spoke to them 2 weeks ago and they said it's going to come out very soon uh, so yeah when it's out you can Uh, just go on Z5 Understand. and like search or something. And <laughs> thank you so much, Arnab. Thank you. It was great speaking to you. Bye. Great speaking to you thank guys you. too. Bye. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.